I mean, I think it's fair to assume uh, that every ounce of our lives at all times is being recorded by somebody. So it yeah. might as well be us. Is it being recorded for quality assurance, though? Um, I think um, it's probably God, more being not. recorded for power, control, <laughs> and greed. But, you know. It's, I did want to ask about your extended warranty today, though, if you're okay. Uh, I, I worked for, at a, you know, I worked at a call center for like a year of my life. Oh, yeah, I know. I tried to get a job at that call center, but I I, I got offered a raise at Regal Theaters instead. So I stayed there. Ooh, <laughs> so well, slightly had, better. If you had worked with me, you really would have worked on your phone voice. Thank you for calling Best Buy Part Search. This is Juliet. What part can I help you find today? Can I please have the make or model number? You That's sound like incredible. um uh you sound like an actual robot. <laughs> My brother actually was the, he worked there and he got the most commissions, which is really funny. Really have funny. either of you seen uh Sorry to Bother You? Yeah, yeah I love that, that movie. Sounds really yeah. familiar. Wait, who's it's in got it? Keith Stanfield, he's the guy working at a call center, but like the beginning of the premise is they say, like, listen. If you use your white voice, you usually get a little further. And so anytime that that him or like his mentor are on a call, they do their white voice, but it's done by actually someone like a celebrity dubbing over their voice. Like I think Danny Glover has the voice of David Cross. And so like that's his white voice. It's a really <laughs> funny gag, the, the way yeah, that it works a really, out. It's but a really good movie. It, you know, yeah. it is like one of those, I imagine, working at a call center, you do have to like I couldn't call and like, yeah, what up? <laughs> you know, it's gotta be. Thanks for calling. It's you know, well, I'm not movie phone, but you yeah, know. Yeah, because they are uh recording you for quality assurance and we would have quality assurance meetings and they would like play you what you sound like and in then front go of over everybody. It. No, like that with, would like, freak uh, me out. With your boss, you like go in the conference <laughs> okay. room, they'd be like, "All right, we're going to go over this and yep, you sound good. You're saying all the right things. Good like tonality." I'm like, "Great. Okay." <laughs> That's horrifying. Yeah. Oh, that's horrifying. I, I feel if, if they said like, oh, yeah, that we're recording be... for quality assurance, I'd be OK. But if they were like, listen, we want to listen to your tape, I'd be like, actually, I, I just quit today. That's what we're going to do. I don't ever <laughs> want to hear that. I just quit today. How's that? Let's move forward Does, with our wait, lives. Doesn't separate. your boss sometimes like come and just listen to your phone call as well? Like randomly? For the was a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, listen in live. You have no idea that it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So they make oh, sure you're hitting all up. the marks. You know, you're doing the upselling and all the all the jazz is well, there any of marks for let's hit like the intro real quick zazz? before we go further yeah intro me okay. <laughs> um, sure. since everyone's probably wondering who the hell is this person that the, the the guys are talking to right now so this is hot property welcome to it i'm stephen richards i'm dan scully and today we have a very good friend of mine another person that i went to high school with that's been on the podcast um juliet root transformation coach and co-host of the woo cast hi guys and, Hello, you welcome. Hello. You, you say, <laughs> Hi, everybody. You say something. <laughs> okay, cool. And you'd think I'd know because I have a podcast, but yeah, it doesn't get any less awkward. I'm telling you right now. No, no, it does not. <laughs> and my husband and I, who we co-hosted together, he just, I think we like to make it really awkward for ourselves. Like it's a part of the whole shtick. I'm like, oh, are you recording yet? Okay, are we done yet? Uh. Oh, Dan yeah, likes to make it shtick. awkward for me, but for other reasons, <laughs> like talking about uh, white voices and so yes. that, that kind of thing. So that's, I, that's, that's our the movie. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Well, I just I was listening, started listening to a podcast and I love it. Um, but their intro is so like it's like man, they made it like manufactured, like yeah. welcome to the I'm like, wow, oh, yeah, yeah. holy crap, you know. I've learned a lot of uh, audio editing from having a podcast, but I haven't gotten that big. And also I want like my dream is to have like like a like a, 
a musical kind of intro, but I'm also not musical, so I don't know how to fucking do any of that shit. So we're just sticking with just announcing it eventually when we record. Yeah. And then we I also work still on some do Eric song, Hot Property. I'll fuck around in, uh, in GarageBand. I've been having fun. I'm, I'm trying to make my own Fast and Furious trailer song, but with lyrics that describe what's happening in Fast and the Furious movies. And oh, that's um, awesome. So, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm working on it. I've, I've been working on it for like a year, and I've not gotten far because I'm very bad at music. But it could it could show up soon. Nice. I'm into that. Yeah. If you want to write a verse, just pick a character or a movie and give me like eight hot bars that sound like, you know, half club music, half hip hop, um, <laughs> you know, and, and I can probably work it in. All right. Yeah. Again, I'm not musical, but I'll try. The, the, the lyrics are the easy yeah. part for me. It's the music that's not like I don't know how to be like, oh, how do I turn a siren into a melody? I feel like. You know, we're nine Fast and Furious movies deep. We've probably reached the end of, of what you can do with such things. But I'm going to try. Yeah. I mean, Lil Wayne did that like 15 years ago with Cop Car. But who the fuck am I to say? What music yeah, there's just always yeah. air horns and sirens in the Fast uh, uh, themes or I trailer like the, themes. I do like those sounds in music, though. They really motivate me, especially in jacked like- up. Especially in like house music, if there's a siren, I get really excited. Oh yeah, ah, you're like, yes, let's fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hear you. I like that, and I like when whoever the uh, vocalist is makes machine gun noises with their mouth. Uh, that's a big one in oh, the, yeah. the fast. You might have. You might like, be able blah, to learn blah, faster blah, than blah, you know, da, da, the other da. thing. You could learn to beatbox yeah. faster than you could probably learn how to actually play a real instrument. Or that's true. So, I mean, so I'm just hitting a touchpad in in. Uh, <laughs> garage band but the machine gun noises with the mouth i can do that all diggity day yeah all 12 year old boys can do that that's right i have not in the 24 years since i was 12 i have not uh i would actually say i've regressed in many ways and sound effects is certainly one of the ways in which i've regressed yeah yeah i think that's okay (laughs) i think sound effects are great and more people should make them well someone said that to tim allen once and here we are yeah that's that was the basis of police academy movies so that's <laughs> you know that's we need to reboot those but with dan i actually, love that he was able to fool bad guys the sounds <laughs> like sound no matter what the only was. dialogue yeah every cop is like how do we negotiate They're like ah if only we had a guy who could do sounds we could we could pull some trickery and and end this hostage <laughs> situation if only somebody could sound like Jimi hendrix on a slide whistle and the, but the police academy they have that and then Tackleberry yeah. pulls out some guns and problem solved. Six movies that thing went out for, right? How did it go for six movies? I think it might have gone for more. And then there was an animated series. And, oh, wow. Uh, oh my yeah. God. I loved that shit as a kid, but they're definitely stupid. But <laughs> I definitely loved it as a child. I was into the Gutenberg. There's a lot you know? of them. There is a lot uh, of them. Seven, there was Hightower, eight. Eight of them. Yeah, because there's eight Mission movies. to Moscow. Um, like trouble in Miami, uh, something like that. Skokie lockup. So what the first one was in 1984. The latest movie was 1994. Okay, so that, a, that's a that's like ten years. Yeah, but here's here's wrong. what really surprises me: the 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 Academy series that that Joe like Dan's talking about started in. Uh, 1998 which i think is really recent to think about when the police academy movies were wait wait what was in 1998 uh the, the series you're talking about the animated series 1997 to 98 i feel like 
they might have had uh there might have been an earlier series perhaps there was a reboot because i had oh. like action figures from the series as a kid and in 98 i was about to enter high school and it was definitely there's the that's one way yeah. that i have not regressed you're right. The animated series was 88 to 89. And then almost 10 uh-huh. years later, they rebooted a live action series where Michael Winslow, the guy who did all the sounds, reprised his role from the films. He's so they're, back. They're, they're due. They're due now, guys. To yeah. do some more. Yeah. I it's would watch about another 10 police years. academy. You <laughs> yeah. could throw like all of the, the beloved comedians into a new police academy. That would be fun. I would love it. I would say don't no like like we don't need to do a new high tower or a new tackleberry or a new well you're gonna want jonesy though. i don't know who any of those people glue. are i only knew michael winslow and i only just remember well, his he's name the wikipedia page okay. he's jonesy <laughs> and um i feel like we would need new characters new police that you know that have other idiosyncrasies not rehashes of the idiosyncrasies of the original cast i don't know they tried to do that with scrub season nine and that didn't work out yeah but scrub's blue to begin with this is the era of nostalgia where we just want to relive what we what we know the did best. Did you watch Scrubs? With. Were you into Scrubs? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I did not watch Scrubs. Oh, Scrubs is great. Disagree. Hard disagree. Okay, next subject. What do we do? I think it's what just that sitcoms are, are garbage. <laughs> yeah, we talked about. You always yell at me for my love of things like The Office or Modern Family, but I'm telling you, I, man, no I was laughing really hard at Modern Family today. I think The Office is funny. I haven't seen a lot of it. Modern Family, I've seen a fair amount of, and every mo- moment of it was like someone pouring just hot oil into my ears. It, I hate that show. <laughs> Did the you acting watch, style you is guys watch The British Office? I've seen The British yeah. Office, also quite funny. It's okay. I like, I, well, what's his name? Um, the comedian. Martin Freeman. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. I Ricky do Gervais. like Ricky Gervais a lot. Yeah. Mm. I think he's really funny. He's I like actually, his, I like his opinion, stand-up specials. His stand-ups are great, but in my opinion, like as a person, he is um, how did Dan put it? Like pouring hot liquid into my eardrums. A POS. I could say you, your experience with Ricky Gervais is like I don't know, like watching an episode of Modern Family. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I enjoy Ricky Gervais. Um, sometimes he annoys me, where I'm just like, all right, stop. You're not as edgy as you think you are. But um, I think he was edgy when he had his first like stand up special. And what happens is that just a decline over time. He like leaned into it too hard. And like, I like edge. But yeah, he leaned into it so hard where it was like, (laughs) uh, step to me. I'm so brilliant. It's like, all right, bro, you said you said some naughty words. Calm down. I do like at the Golden Globes that he hosted his last one that he hosted when he was like, all right, you've had your awards, you've had your soapboxes, now go to your cocaine and fuck off, like at the very end. <laughs> I enjoyed his, that was his an, I was like that. very uncomfortable during that. And I, I think was so that uncomfortable, was, but I loved it. But that was the whole point. And I was like, yeah. what, like, did they approve this? Then that's what I, mean, I like. That's what I like the most about it. It says, I don't know. And I didn't like want to find out because in my yeah. mind, I want to think that he just went out and did his thing. And because it was live, they didn't know how to stop. They couldn't say like, in the middle of it, like, well, guys, uh, as you can tell, Ricky has been a little bit edgy, so we had to take him off and replace him with, I don't know, Kevin Hart. He's probably on standby. <laughs> for, G- Jim Parsons comes out of the yeah. back. Jim Parsons. And does like a little little soft shoe dance, and we're all like, okay. I, I, I think it was probably a mix of they approved some things, and then he realized, like, I don't want to host it again next year. It's live. Yeah. I mean, they could always just, like, start swelling the music until you can't hear him. But that oh, usually yeah. works for awards recipients, but I've never seen it on a host. But then again, we're not really allowed to have hosts for things anymore. So 
What are you yeah, going to do? I didn't see the latest one with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, but I wanted to. I just I don't like, care like their about dynamic on stage. Yeah, me neither. That's why I don't want to watch it. Like I like them. I think they're 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 funny and they they work well together. But I also just like the Golden Globes used to just be what you watched because it was the one that the celebrities felt comfortable getting wasted at. So yeah. they'd always cut to the crowd and you'd see like Denzel just like <laughs> you know. Um, you don't get that at the Oscars. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think I'm at capacity with, with award shows, especially after the last year. I'm just kind of over it. But what, yeah. what are we awarding now? Just net, like Netflix movies? Like, I don't Apparently, even know much. what's like coming out, you know? I just. It's also like, what were hard. we awarding to begin with? It's like, oh, you did a great performance. Well, you better have. We gave you 50 million to do it. I would assume that you don't fuck up. There's your prize. Yeah. I mean, I was always kind of when I stopped having that Oscar party, I always had, I got, I stopped caring about the Oscars in general. Cause really what I wanted to do is hang out with my friends. You just want to have a and, party and have fun. Exactly. Fill like out the sheets, to, like dress food. up and like make it a thing. Yeah. And then once that stopped, I realized that um, that was the most uh, fulfilling part of the Oscars for me and that everything else is just a shell of just watching people that are so into themselves, just give themselves blowjobs on stage. Mm -hmm. I'm craving I'm craving so much like hanging out with like people and having connection now that I just started watching like this YouTube series on like Hasidic Jewish people and like Orthodox and I'm like should I do have like Shabbat on Friday so I can have an excuse to like have a gathering and I'm like okay all right COVID has gone too far now like I'm like watching yeah. YouTube's about Hasidic Jewish people I'm like wow that's a, such a cool thing they do on Fridays you know everybody gets together and like eats lots of carbs and like doesn't use their cell phone and connects I'm like there's some something about that it that's nice. actually really nice yeah, yeah. like you're not you even allowed that? to you're not allowed to talk about mundane things either I'm learning I've learned so much you can't say like um what are you doing tomorrow what's your week like or you can't even talk about like oh are you painting you know, the living room, like totally off limits. You can't talk about any mundane stuff. Like that's pretty awesome. Forces that's, you what, what to talk, you about, talk like, about just like family connection, like how, like feelings, like real, just like music. I don't know, but nothing that has to do with like mundane life. Okay. Yeah, I'm into podcast. that. I'm into that. No, I mean, I honestly, like I, I, um, I grew up with a lot of Jewish friends and a couple of them were like pretty strict and I don't, jive so well with like organized religion um but i will say that every single like ritual or, or sacrament or whatever that i saw demonstrated actually had like real world function such as yeah. something like shabbat and i and i i always really really had like a deep respect for the jewish religion because of just how logical it was for a lot of their sacraments compared to the shit that i had to do raised as a catholic um so you know, it, it was just, yeah. it's always I'm with so you on the organized religion. Idea. I've never had any organized religion in my life. And anytime something becomes like there's hard set rules, I'm out. Um, yeah. I just, this is not for Same. me, but there's some tenets of it that I just think like overall, like morality of like society could just pay attention to a little more about how we honor like our earth and our neighbor. And like, there are some things that I see in organized religion that maybe if you like me, I didn't grow up with that. So I kind of had to just like read books on being a good person and like kind of figure it out on my own and create my own like tenants of that. Um, so I can see why people look to it because absolutely some of, some of it's really like beautiful. 
it's oh, absolutely. And I, I think that family. like yes. yeah, having everybody believe in those, those same ideals and tenets, like it helps you kind of justify who you are as a person. Yeah. You don't feel as alone, and especially yeah. people who, who believe in like God, then they really don't feel alone. Right. Cause that faith gives them this, like, okay, I'm okay. Some part mm, aspect yeah. of me is okay. Even if I'm like going through a really hard time, like God is with me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I get I jealous of people who like one more, I have one more point. I get yeah. jealous of people like have that blind faith. Cause I don't, mm-hmm. um, I'm really more of a man of science myself. And that science is me worrying about the fact that we are a giant blue marble hurling through a chaotic amount of galaxy that could be hit by an asteroid at any time. I don't understand why we haven't been hit by one since the dinosaur age. You, you know why no we haven't been hit by one? Sense to me. Because what? space is that fucking big. For <laughs> that real. I can't comprehend how big that is in my mind. Exactly. Though. Does that yeah. give you, I'm, is that I'm one of those things where you contact. like, like lay in bed and you're like, ah, like I'm going to disappear <laughs> if I keep thinking about this, like this existential, <laughs> like it's too much. Cause I, no, you know I what had... I was thinking about is like, if, like if that asteroid hits the earth on the other side of me, would I feel it? Like, is it, or do I not again have a side, a grasp of size? So Wait, like, what do you mean it, on the other side of me? If that asteroid were to hit Australia, would I feel it in Philadelphia? Uh, Depends on the asteroid, the size. Yeah. Depends on like the receptacle. Like if it landed in a lake, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, if it's if it's like a you know a a, a what's the word an extinction event, I think you'll yeah. feel it. Um, but I mean, asteroids do hit the Earth like relatively frequently. But Julia, to your point, yes, I do lay up, wake up lay up at night thinking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Steve, it gives me, it careful gives you a feeling with, of comfort. Careful with too many edibles and doing that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know, right? I haven't I'm done an edible reading, in years. Uh, the last time I did, I melted away. I melted into yeah, a puddle. No, I'm like the Alex. same way. I think you and I are really similar in that we're really like analytical and yeah, like have a like anxiety. What that mean? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh mm-hmm. no, I'm I'm an anxious mess. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I have to be careful with like doing any kind of edible because I will, I'll just go there. I'll just go right there. We're yeah. going to all die and there's going to be some sort of mass extinction. Like it's just, I, I don't know. At that point, the edible hasn't even kicked in yet. So like exactly. it's, it's, it's going to get worse. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the, the Someone hold me in. down like, because die, I good. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to disappear <laughs> right now. I'm just going to yeah. like melt away. So yeah, I totally it feel It changes you. from, I don't have an appetite because we're all going to die to, we're all going to die, but I should eat this whole bag of chips. Yeah. To comfort uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Steve, I'm going to lend you contact when I'm done reading it because I have the same sort of uh, simultaneous, like humbling slash uh, anxiety inducing relationship when I think about space. Uh, and contact has done a really wonderful job of like, I don't know, like inserting love into the idea. It's, it's kind of a remarkable book. So Steve, you can have it when I'm done. It. It'll help you, I think. Oh, I thought you yeah. meant the movie with Jodie Foster. Yeah, I was it's like, the movie. The movie is based on the book Contact. Oh, so this is can about I... Alien Contact then? Yes, it's Carl Sagan wrote it. So it actually is like, it's a realistic telling of what it would look like if we received a signal from a faraway star. But that's the one thing that that uh, that they land on, and you'll appreciate this, Steve, is that you know, the, the, the reason that they're able to determine that this signal is hitting us on purpose, like from a sentient thing and not just a random bounce back of one of our signals, is that it hits us at all. There are like the odds of any rogue radio signal hitting our Earth in the soup of space is essentially impossible. Like it's, it's vanishingly small. 
but the fact that this one hit is almost enough to assume that it comes from a purposeful source from a sentient source it's it's fucking fascinating and it reads like magic and twice now i've been reading it and have been like welling up with tears just because of like the majesty of the universe it's awesome 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 i'll stop checking out yeah I'll, I'll i'll get it your way when i'm done with it i'm about three quarters of the way through or do that yeah. yeah i'm an adult i don't need to borrow things from you See, i feel like you because i'm an adult i don't need especially. to buy everything i can just borrow things from people <laughs> because we all help one another out that's my angle but yeah I mean, fuck me. I just, uh, speaking of anxiety, I, um, (laughs) here's another thing that I like definitely overthought. I woke up yesterday morning, um, feeling like I feel like shit, like I was shaking and I was like, have sweats and everything like that. And I immediately went to like, I have COVID. (laughs) I got COVID. And that, so, so I even made myself, I scheduled a test just in case. Um, but I was like, that sort of anxi- anxious thinking is like what I'm like in my, in my house anyway, what I'm known for. Fair enough. Fair so. enough. Like in your house, that means it's just you and the dog. Trust me. Like, the oh, amount Steve's of times I have to again. like hold Typical BB Steve. and cry. It's kind of interesting though, because yesterday I was feeling really, I wouldn't say anxious. I was just feeling like really emotional and in like an intense uh like resistance when I was working I was like getting frustrated and just like uh I just lost it I just was like crying yesterday and just like yeah I literally went down a dark hole of like what am I doing with my life like and um so I put it out on Instagram yesterday like that I like I see y'all if you had a really hard day like emotionally in a weird day the amount of people that responded Steve and said they all had a really weird day emotionally and like felt like shit was kind of astonishing. I kind of feel like people are on Sunday, you know? Yeah. Cause I've done that. Like where I have a bad day and then I look around and I go, everybody's having a bad day right now. And I don't know if it's the energy in the world or, you know, if it is that we're all kind of just putting it out there and communicating. And so thus we're noticing it, but I I don't know. I feel like we're all kind of on some sort of wavelength like that. Well, you know, it's March. And it's been mm. a year, you know, of, year. and I think that that's kind of like, even if we aren't talking about that or just saying that it's in our cells now, like as mm-hmm. a trauma. So yeah. it's almost like the anniversary of, you know, if someone passes or like some big event happens in your life, this was a big global event that happened like literally a year ago where everything yeah. started to shut down. And so I actually think that's my hunch of what's happening with people right now is it's yeah. just yeah. like bringing up all this shit of like, holy crap, here we are one year later, where, what happened this year? You know, I definitely feel like every meme that, that makes a joke out of the fact that it's been a year has not landed well with me. Usually I go like, uh, uh-huh, it's a silly meme, but each one of those, I'm like, no, Fuck, it's man. not, it's not funny Fuck. to me because, oh yeah. Like someone posted like uh, me a year ago, like a baby Yoda. And then it was yeah. like a decrepit old Yoda. And I was yeah. like, mm. I'm like, it's yeah, yeah it's clever, just, but it's also we've been stuck inside for a year and I want to die. If they want to if they want to get their humor out that way, that's fine. But just know that I'm not laughing at it because I'm, just, I'm scrolling right past it. And I'm like, all right, we've had enough jokes. Like, it's like when we hit that time of like every fucking email that we got, like back in May and May through August of last year, where it's like it's been an unprecedented time lately. And like then all <laughs> of a sudden a bunch of the the political stuff started boiling up and then you know like slowly by slowly the world started ending 
and companies are still sending out. It's been an unprecedented year. And I'm like, stop fucking saying that. We know it. We're living yeah. through it. Like, if you hear one more time, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. Like, save the money on the email and then just send me, like, money. That's what I could use right yeah. now. I don't yeah. need insurance. I need money. Or like, a pizza. unsubscribe from MailChimp, Target, yeah. and take that whatever monthly subscription to your MailChimp and, and send it to me so I can use it for things like food and life. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> or buying Blu-rays at Target. Whatever, you know? I mean, I think if you're privileged enough to still you know have a career have a roof over your head be able to feed yourself um and you can have some reflection time and realize that it wasn't a year wasted it was just Mm -hmm. a different year than you've ever experienced or ever thought you'd experience and is there any way that you can reflect on it in a you know a positive way or kind of realizing things that maybe you don't want in your life that you can lead with you know, this coming year, I think it's done that for a lot of people. I mean, I mean, for me, I left my 11 year business. I'm moving. Yeah. A business that you co-founded. Yeah. (laughs) I am moving. Like I literally like COVID destroyed me and also like recreated me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would agree. I look at the memes and everyone's like, you know, like the young baby Yoda and old Yoda and all that. And I mean, I, I've, I'm very lucky. I've been able to work throughout the whole thing, have not lost a job or anything. But like because I was bored, decided to start working out and eating better just out of boredom. Oh, yeah. So I, I actually came out of this like healthier and better. And like every movie that was over two and a half hours that I never had time for, I've done seen it now. I'm reading books. It's yeah. So I COVID's actually been good to yeah, me. Yeah, I wouldn't I have just, started I a podcast going probably. to the store. Yeah, I mean, I definitely came have. out of this. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, like I started listening to so many podcasts in the beginning when I had more time than I ever had before. And that's what I really, what I realized for myself, at least is, uh, time was something that I never gave myself. And I was just like, hustle, hustle, hustle. Yep. And, um, being forced to actually have time to read a book, listen to podcasts, like, oh, wow, I'm interested in this subject. Let me like just curiosity leading the way has transformed me in my, yeah. you know, and that I'm like more dimensional now than I was pre COVID. I was That's like a really, really one good dimensional before, like with my job and just like structure. And this is what I know. And this is what I do. And, uh, I think for anyone to, you know, people crave like to grow and to change and tra- transform, but that doesn't happen if you do the same old shit all the time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like your interests become your habits. And then they stop becoming your interests because they're your habits or they're your job or whatever. And yeah, look, my relationship with a lot of the things that I loved or spent time doing has changed drastically. And, um, but I've also found like tons of new interests, uh, just as a result of that. So yeah, I I think being one of the lucky ones who's still employed is. And I can't, I can't say enough how grateful I am for that. And like, I was, I was the opposite of Juliet in the way of where like, I was stationary as hell. Even even a couple months into into the lockdown, I was like still, I was definitely drinking way too much and just you know watching TV all the time. I wasn't doing a lot. I was playing video games and shit. Um, but like changing those habits a little bit, you know, I turned to I went to just drinking on the weekends. That went to going like you know a couple of months without drinking, and then I you know I like playing video games. I got a VR system, so I was more active and like. I started, you know, moving around more, going for more walks with my dog and like making, like giving myself time 
to move around and be more active has been a lot more uh, beneficial to me in, in a lot of ways. Well, and that's it's incredible. Like, not even physically, but like mentally too. Like I feel more yeah. mentally clear about a lot of things. Um, and I'm learning, you know, how to, you know, draw and stuff now. And it's, you know, to, to get my career in a better place. And it was a year ago because I hated my job. And now I'm in a place where I have more power. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been a hell of a year and it's been, I know it's been hard for a lot of people and like the three of us talking, it sounds pretty privileged, but you know, like we, 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 I know the three of us at least have looked, looked to give back as many ways as we can, as much as we possibly can. And I think that that's important to keep front of mind mm-hmm. for people like us as well. Yeah. I Absolutely. Mean, and you yeah. can be privileged and you can still feel like dog shit, you know? Yeah. And you can be. Yep not privileged and feel euphoric like it's Mm, you know it doesn't mean you know the privilege is in the sense of like having the basic needs met yes and um i have to really like anchor into not taking that for granted because that actually helps your perspective a lot you know I've never been one who's done like a gratitude practice. People talk about that like wake up and write in a journal like what you're grateful for. But I do But I do find though, when you're just randomly walking down the street, sometimes it'll hit me like, oh shit, people have it really bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the fact that I can even walk right now, I'm moving my legs right now. Like I can think clear or whatever it is. Like I can see, I have eyes, I can hear, you know, like there's just so many things that all of a sudden you can just be like, okay. I, I had that when I walked by the deli in the grocery go. store the other day. I was like, I've never had to hunt and kill an animal for food. I got pretty good. I literally seriously as I yeah. grabbed a, a box of pork roll that was two for five. I was like, man, you know what? <laughs> Life can be all right. It was it was nice. That's a true fucking story. Oh, dude, I think about all the time. I told I mentioned this before on our podcast. I think about all the time. Thank God I have my thumbs. I would be yeah. absolutely nothing without my thumbs. You know when you'd like, you know, like you'd, you'd figure it out. You would use your t- your uh, toes or something. I don't know. People figure it out. But yes, it's nice that you have them. I, just, I watched the guy I, play I, guitar. I'm really grateful for months, my thumbs he was good. today and every day. <laughs> there you go. There's your daily gratitude practice. Good job. And <laughs> I think a lot. Some of it. Some of it harks back to one time I was I was doing some design work in front of Dan, and I was like, I'm sorry, this is boring to watch. He's like, No, dude, this is like crazy to watch you do this because it looks like you're playing the piano a little mm-hmm. bit like the way yeah. you're moving your hands around and when I think about like when I'm in the zone doing graphic design and stuff like that I think about that quote a lot and then I think thank god I have my uh, thoughts thanks buddy I was I was thank like you. when I find out I'm making me constantly afraid accident. of losing my thumbs well when we're when we're pretty proficient at something talented at something good at something which yeah. people don't really like to say enough about themselves because they try you know stay humble but like I think you can it's important to say things like that to yourself. Um, you, You're like, look at these thumbs. <laughs> you should, I got you should some be, fucking handsome ass. You should thumbs be kissing those thumbs. Um, I feel like Ponzi out here. <laughs> but yeah, you don't nice even thumbs. realize like how incredible it is when you become proficient at something, and like you kind of take it for granted because uh, it's just been so long that you're able to do it, and you do it so effortlessly and like in a flow. Yeah. And I think that for like my physical fitness. And since I've been working out so hard for so long and, you know, the stamina that like I have is 
insane. Like I just was like, I'm going to go run 10 miles Bye. just go on a 10 mile run. Like nothing like that kind I of would, shit. That's is, a death march for me. That's, that's exactly I would, I would for most people. But like that, I was like, but I take that for granted because it's just been like part of my life and like what I, what I do. But it's like, I think really important because also like nothing is permanent. And so you yeah. have to not take it for granted, but you, you also have to not hold on to it as being the thing that is like your identity. Because as soon as yeah. you do that, if you were to lose it, like if you were to lose your thumbs or God forbid, I couldn't run those 10 miles, then I would feel like, I don't I know. Nothing without my nothing, thumbs. nothing, right? I can never be in I a just, thumb war. I just knocked on wood and BB thought somebody was knocking on the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is, uh, it, it is wild to how quickly our activities become identities or hobbies become identities and and much like when they become a job or or you know a habit that can also sort of be detrimental to the joy of the hobby um you know because oh, then yeah. you have to maintain the the identity of it and it's that that becomes work even if it's not you know work at the beginning it's crazy well that's why i didn't i never became i, I didn't stick with being a yoga instructor because I was like, I really like this going to take yoga classes. And I was like, I don't want to ruin this for myself by being a yoga teacher. Yes. Um, and I kind of knew that back then. And yet I barely practiced yoga for so many years. But like, I, it was that for me that I was like, yeah, I'm, it would ruin it for me. That's like when they were like, listen, we want you here at Taco Bell, Mr. Scully. I was like, <laughs> sorry, I like the food too much. I can't be around it. I don't care yeah, how much ruin you pay it. Me. Like, we'll pay you top dollar and we'll give you as many sauce packets as you want. No questions asked. We'll look the other way. And I was like, no, just give me a crunch wrap. I want to be a customer. That's it. I'm out. And a chalupa. Well, I worked at Jane's Ice Cream in, in Kingston and uh, didn't oh, ruin yeah. it for me. I'll see yeah. it every day. Yeah, but <laughs> is Jane there or did she? Pack I don't even up know who Jane like, was. I never cream. met. I never yeah. met Jane. I don't know. Jane's but I used long to, gone. I used to make an ice cream sundae. Every single shift at the end of the shift. Ooh. Every time. Sounds heavenly. <laughs> I was like, heavenly. I you know what? Know the road, the, not to get too therapeutic here, but I think the road to, your, to you being a fitness guru kind of happened maybe back when you were eating ice cream sundaes all the time. It totally did. And actually at the yeah. call center, it started at the call center. And I have Sonia to thank actually for, oh, yeah. for me becoming a personal trainer because I asked her, we were roommates. I asked her um, when we were at that call center because I was just like feeling really like, not good about myself from, you know, too much ice cream and bagel Monday and whatever at the golf yeah. center. I was Ooh, like, bagels. I was like, can you, can you get me this gym membership? There's like a three month special. I was like, can you and our friends chip in for my birthday and get me this gym membership? And that yeah. was it. The rest is history. I went there and it was like something clicked and I just started my career. Like from nice. there on out, it was wild. <laughs> the office lifestyle ha was has been so detrimental to my health, and it took me working from home and going remote to realize that. Because now I'm like, now I don't have a fucking excuse. Now I'm not going to the office. I yes. might have a home office, but like I still have like that time that I was using to commute wherever I was going to the office. It should be being used to at least take you know longer walks with the dog or doing something more active than because that was time wasted. And now that I have that gift of time back. I should be using it more to be active because that's that was my ultimate goal. And then I went to this whole thing because it's like I said, it's been a year. Then I went to this whole thing where it's like I shouldn't have to hold myself accountable to that time. Blah blah blah. Like there should be, I I have I have an opportunity to create a new balance here, and that's what I did. And it's been 
especially since like October, I think it's been just amazing. And I'm like slowly, I'm still learning. There's still, like, there's still shit I need to fix in my life. Like my house. Is yeah. Nice. I mean, everybody has stuff that, you know, they could. <laughs> I'm taking vitamins. So that's your, great. Your that's, walls that's are dirty, balanced. Steve. Yeah. Clean your walls. I can't tell <laughs> you. <are> dirty. <laughs> I can't tell you how much though, being someone who's ever has dealt with like mental health issues, anxiety, panic attacks in my life, how therapeutic like movement has been. That's the biggest yeah. reason why I continue to exercise like as much as I do, because it's like taking medicine. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to take a lot of medicine, if you don't want to have to be on like, you know, a ton of anti-anxiety medicines or, you know, and that stuff is useful for some people. But like, um, I have found that like movement, uh, self-inquiry, really understanding how my brain goes off and acts cuckoo and, um, just, and just finding other, like, more holistic practices for myself have like helped me to manage and overcome a lot of that shit. Like yeah. if you look at, if I were to like go back and look at who I was like five years ago, 10 years ago, like the progression of my mental health and how much better it is, like, is just remarkable. We got to get a graph set up of like mental health versus Sundays. <laughs> so we can figure oh out where God, that critical dude. mass is, where a Sunday stops being good and starts being bad. Fucking, uh, yeah. So the, the Sunday scaries for me have been. No, I'm talking really about ice cream lately. Sundays. Oh, ice cream. oh, I think meant Sunday <laughs> well, scaries. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, I, I was actually like uh, seeing both those things at the same time. I'm like yeah. a Sunday and a Sunday. Okay, I understand where, you're where we could go with both of these things. Progression wise for stuff like that, like it's just time and dedication yeah. to a practice. And it's like getting good at anything. You know what I mean? Like you got to be, I think because I, I come from a family who of people who are really, really mentally unstable. It was like my mission from a young age to, to be like, that's not going to be me. Mm -hmm. And what can I do so that I don't have to like have a hard life like that? You know, and yeah, we're different people, but it kind of like, scared me into motivated me and you know fear is an amazing motivator we also came from a high school that i think put out a lot of uh, mentally unstable people um <laughs> what do you think that is all of our friends of have some sort of bullshit that went unstable. on no, you know do you think it's just like growing up in a rural area like that maybe i have no idea i just i literally just thought about this i'm like if you i'm like counting them all i'm counting all of us down i'm like yep 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 but how about maybe it's maybe everyone. not joe augustine but yep, 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 yep. Everyone I think else. it's a combination. Our generation was the one that that did not receive what was promised by, you know, like the the pattern for the American dream. You know, what with like college prices and loans and just like the way the economy is, things like that. We don't have the same like get a job, get a house that our parents had. And I think yeah. that our culture being the first one to be connected through the internet and stuff was the first to sort of really be able to see our generation at a remove that a lot of previous generations haven't been able to. And I think that that leads to one, probably yes, more uh, anxiety and depression, but two, maybe it's not that there's more, maybe it's just that we're all more open about it and connected about it. Uh, but who knows, maybe it's a little bit of both. Yeah, there's so many things I was just thinking about in terms of that, like talking about lack of structure in a way. Structure can, I think, 
uh, cover up anxiety. You might have it, but it kind of like helps to like blanket it when you have a lot Mm -hmm. of structure. And so, and if you have this guidance of like, this is the path you follow, it's the path of least resistance, right? When our parents were like, you do this, you do this, you do this. And that doesn't mean they didn't have a fair share of problems. I think they did. My parents at least just did a lot of drugs to like help with their anxieties, um, and like make them go away. But yeah. I think our generation was almost like loosey goosey in a way. It was like, what do you want to, you don't want to go to college. You don't have to go to college. You can do it. And it's like this so much choice that yeah. the choice becomes debilitating in a mm-hmm. sense when there's not like, here's the path to take. Um, there's so many you can take. And even now you want to open up boxes on YouTube. But sure. You could do that and make millions of dollars. You want to get a job, <laughs> right? <laughs> You could be a monkey and do that. I mean, I I follow this monkey. He's like 12 million followers and he just opens up boxes all day. And, you know, his, that's what his owner does for a living. Just has this monkey. Is there like boxes, like like the unboxing, like opening an iPhone or is it just like a Everything. box of bananas? People send, people send this monkey. People send this monkey stuff from all over the world. And this guy makes TikToks and Instagram like stories. And he has a YouTube and he just unboxes things, eats things, in, you know, in front of the camera, like, it's fascinating. It's pretty awesome. That's, I mean, it's awesome, but it's also like, there's a piece of me that's like, man, that makes me feel like a failure. That monkey <laughs> right. doesn't even know what a computer is. I was just about to say that. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> so, so we, we he... can't, we can't fucking make it on hot property. We can have a monkey eating a banana. Yeah. 18,000 views. Yeah. Someone must've been from Philly or the area. They sent him a big box from nuts to you. Ooh, and he was yeah. eating like all this dried fruit and the, and the popcorn from nuts to you, man, he fucking mm. loved that popcorn, like the big ass bag of it. I was like, yeah. what am I even watching here? Does, does the monkey ever do this move? This classic monkey move? You know that, oh, that you're, you only have listeners, not yeah, people Dan does all the time. You, he always puts a visual see. bit into every episode. And I keep having <laughs> That's to remind the fun of it. You guys That's why I throw it to you on guys YouTube. So you can confirm. <laughs> Um, Name me one stand-up comedy album that doesn't have a visual bit in it. You can't. It doesn't exist. Word. I don't. Um, the I first always feel like bass, left out. <laughs> There's the, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's you make the people feel left out because then they go, oh, I wish I could be there, and that draws more listeners. There's a reason for the dumb shit. I all the dumb shit I do, Steve. I got reasons. I know. I got reasons for all seasons. Really, the reason behind that, though, if I'm being honest, is I just wanted to do the monkey thing. Because monkeys do that, and it, it is never not funny, specifically if they're wearing people clothes while it happens. Oh, my goodness. Now they're I have to tell like your people. listeners what it, what the thing is yeah, on Instagram. All right, so it's, let's see here. Here's your monkey content. That's what it's called. Here's your on monkey. On Instagram. Here's wow, your you monkey content. I'm not That's mad a pretty anymore. great name. I'm not mad anymore because of the name. His, <laughs> That's the, a pretty great name. <laughs> the monkey's name is George. Oh, of course oh, it is. Okay. He's curious yeah. about what's in the box. He's curious, George. Yeah. Wow. If I search here's, it's the second thing to come up. Wow. Here's your monkey. Contact. I mean, I don't, George I'm not, boy. I'm not on your TikTok. Your phone just heard you. So I've drawn the line at TikTok. I, I'm not on it, but oh, I yeah. know that, I know that if he has a 12 million or something followers on TikTok. Like that's where they're really making the big bucks. I mean, 276K on Instagram. Yeah. I don't TikTok either, but I'll tell you what, this monkey's fucking cute. <laughs> He is really cute. You're going to watch it. Boxes. It's pretty, right. it's pretty, it's, I'll, I'll you know, it's, it's nice. It, it is nice. That kind of content is better than like, you know, looking at like people with abs and body shaming yourself. So I'd much rather or look at a, the fucking a dances or TikTok dances. Huh. Or, sex, or how some about, of the dances I do like. 
How about the reels? I can't stand reels where people are pointing to words. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're trying to tell you something like, do this, don't do that. I'm like, come on. You know, my, yeah. my, uh, <laughs> we're stupid. My I'm glad either. that the trend yeah. is ending of people looking at the camera forlornly and then telling a story through a series of cards. Oh, that yeah. they oh hold up. my God. Those I can't. For like five fucking, fucking minutes. Bus, I'd be so happy. I hate those. I've, uh, those videos and videos where people cry into the camera about whatever their thing is, it's like, I don't yeah. like you're not crying because you're crying. You're crying because you want me to think you're crying. Fuck off. I hate That's that. That's the equivalent shit. of like this Ooh, when we were, when we had, didn't have any of these things and like somebody was post on Facebook, like, um, if you know, then you already know, like, don't contact me today. And I'm like, well, no, all right, this is a fucking, this is obviously a cry for help that you want somebody yeah. to contact you today. So like, it's what the, opposite. the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's like the, the, <laughs> I'm about to go back there. When Paul Walker passed away, unfortunately, oh, I remember Tyrese posted so many videos of himself crying at Paul Walker's grave. And I was like, dude, this is not it. Like, do yeah. not. That is so unclassy and self-serving. And you're building it on some awful tragedy. And, and I'm not uh, going to grief shame anybody. I'm was, not going to grief shame anyone, but I, I will grief shame Tyrese you. in that instance. You if you're grieving Tyrese. involves TikToking or, or Instagramming to a million followers, your tears, then I will grieve shame you there. I know grief takes different forms, but uh, I, I have a little bit of contempt for that. I don't know yeah, how to, how to know, work that. There's no right or wrong here. I'm not like saying to anyone out there who does this, but it's just an, an observation that it is odd that like when someone passes away, that we put it on our social media, you know, like for comments, like that's the way, I guess that's the modern day way of people like sending their condolences, you know, See, that but those mind. are, but they're not people that you really would are necessarily all close with. Like when my dad died, it was when I was 16. So there wasn't really like, I, I know my space was, I think maybe I had my space. I don't know. But yeah. you know, people that I actually knew, like my friends and their families would send us like cards or flowers. You know what I mean? I didn't mm -hmm. have the opportunity to post on my Instagram or social media to, to have potentially the thousands of people that through over the years I've met and have like friended, yeah. you know? So it's just, it's an interesting thing. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's, it's just an observation. In memoriam, you know, however you want to express your sadness at, at someone passing through social media, you know, it is a, it's sort of a new thing. And I, I think that that's fine. I have certainly put my grief online like that in such ways. It's the filming yourself crying that gets me. Yeah. Because if I'm saying, oh, I really it? miss this person. I want to celebrate their life and mourn their loss. But if it's, look at me crying yeah. next to their grave. It's like, that feels to me yeah. exploitative. It's the intent. And Behind yeah, it, that. Tyrese doing that I don't think was him missing Paul Walker so much as it was him seizing upon an opportunity to use our emotions to uh, stroke his own ego. No love yeah. lost to Tyrese, whatever. It's a different world. I love my fast movies. But when I saw that, I was just like, dude, I want like, to get, get, get some other way. I want to do an entire episode of my podcast on social media. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot lately and like the toxicity of it for people. I just watched this documentary called Childhood 2.0. It was on Amazon Prime. And it basically is just talking about the younger generations, you know, Gen Z. And 
I don't even know. Is there anything after Gen? I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know any of it. I don't know what Gen Y and then Gen. Now I know my ABCs. Next time, once you see with me, I'm 32, so I'm a millennial. That's all I know. And then there's Gen Z, but they're they're just talking about Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) Children that are. Why did you say that? Because there's Gen Z, there's Gen Y, then there's Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah, that was not a good joke. <laughs> that was a dad joke. That was such a dad yeah. joke. Um, but they're just this whole documentary is just about that. This is a generation that doesn't know anything but growing up with social media. Like we grew yeah. up before, like we didn't have it when we were little. We didn't have iPads in our hand. We didn't have smartphones. These are kids that are growing up with that as coping mechanisms and their parents are throwing an iPad in their stroller and, a, you know, and here's my phone and, and they have access to just, just more than we ever had, including like inappropriate videos, uh, like porn, like they're trying, like these 10 year old boys, like can just get to porn like easily. And like, not in the way that like I remember my dad's stack of Playboys that we found in the closet. I had to work you know? for porn so hard yeah. when I was ten years old. <laughs> exactly. We found well, my I, buddy's no, dad's I, I have porn. no sympathy for these kids today. <laughs> we, we found my buddy's dad's porn. We we started watching it. It wasn't like anything great. I was probably like fifteen. A, VA, was it a VHS. His, it was a VHS, and that's that's the problem because his dad was like we heard him pull into the driveway, so we went to eject the tape, and it got stuck, so we couldn't eject it. So that whole night was me and my buddy his name was also dan hanging out near the vcr so that we could run point if his dad decided he wanted to watch a movie we could be like no no no, actually we're watching the, the tv and then after his because this is like a sleepover situation after his dad went to bed we had to take apart the vcr and get the tape in. oh my <laughs> god we successfully did but like man that's like and and what's crazy is like we didn't even do it because it was like oh yeah porn is is like we didn't do it to get off we did it because it was forbidden and we thought it would yeah. be cool that was exactly <laughs> how it was with my dad's nightmare. like playboys i remember there being this forbidden thing and we had i remember my brother and i one night like we had a babysitter and we were like let's go get like go get them and then uh we did and we were like what the actual fuck you know when yeah. you're like i don't know what i'm looking at here and then the babysitter found us and she called my parents and then they and then my dad was like throw them all away you know so she like went up <laughs> yeah, to the he's top. in trouble too <laughs> she like went up to the top the playboys. <laughs> to the top of the driveway and threw all the stack of magazines like in the recycling bin at the top of the driveway my brother and I went to the top of the driveway to go get them. Like, this is what happens. Kids are so curious. Yeah. They have no idea. Yeah. They just want oh, like, yeah. oh, I can't and have it. I'm, I'm going to go find it, you know? Yeah. Like, there was no way that you would have been stopped no matter where they threw them. That You would have found a way to find them. Like, that's... Yeah, exactly. That's what kids are, you know, very impressive about as well. Their curiosity and their resourcefulness. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, this documentary, if anybody wants to watch it, I recommend it. I think it is important to just like know what's happening because, you know, children's brains aren't fully developed and they're like being exposed to so much stuff. And and the bullying, I mean, bullying is always a thing even when we were kids, but the bullying online and like- Yeah, it's a new tool. It's a new tool and a way of like, what they were saying is like, if you and I see each other in real time in school and there's like- you become human to me. I look you in the eyes and it's almost hard for me to like be a real piece of shit to you because it's mm-hmm. like, Oh God, I feel this person's like soul. Oh but, yeah. But through the screen mass bullying and like the yeah. suicide rates of like 10 year olds 
That's oh, it's unbelievable. What? I mean, I see it like I, I've been trying to stay off of, of Twitter because like I work in film criticism and on Twitter, film Twitter is a rotten place filled with just awfulness. It's absolutely disgusting at all times, but it's like part of what you do. And so I have gotten off, not off of Twitter, but I just don't engage with it anymore. I don't use it. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll load it up and just like scroll through a couple film things. And I notice how much different my mentality is than the general just like prickishness that is in every single tweet. And it's not by people who I would say are pricks, but it's like it, it really does facilitate that yeah. sort of thought. And, you know, it's I, you know, I, I don't want to get into any type of crazy discussion but like you know when people talk about like cancel culture and all that it's not ever the cancellations that bother me it's the glee and joy that we get culturally out of canceling somebody yeah and to me that is infinitely scarier than any stupid thing some dumb celebrity it's said. like sociopathic it's sociopathic and it's weird because it's like like when people tweet like they'll find something bad that someone says then they'll retweet it and be like twitter do your thing get them and it's like you're not a fucking hero like what is this why and that glee in doing that i think is so gnarly but i think it comes from exactly what you were saying juliet that online these are not people we don't see them as people so it's really easy to be like fuck this person destroy 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 and you know whether it's merited or not is not the point but it's so quick to get to destroy mode. Whereas if yeah. I was standing across the room from somebody, I'd probably be much more inclined to be like, that was shitty what you said or did. Let's talk it out. Or you'd just be way too scared to even say anything to someone. Nine most times out of 10, just, I think that's the case. Yeah. yeah, most people are just too pussy to even like say anything. But online, you can just hide and you don't have mm -hmm. to face it. So you can just like go on your rant, you know? It's that's pretty, why it's the weird like everyone has a sense of altruism with it and the altruism yeah. I don't, I don't see. And I think that's what bugs me is because it's, it's, it's honestly, it's bullying behavior, wearing the clothing of altruism. And I, I find that so scary. I'm down to just Instagram because I find it more wholesome mm. because I can more easily make sure that my feed is just animals, sports, food, yeah. And a little bit of news when I like, I need like movie news or something like that. Yeah. yeah you, I came to Instagram later because sure. Twitter I've had for a decade. So like I, it's beyond the point where I can curate who I'm following because there's just yeah. so much going on. But like Instagram, I only got like a year or two ago. And so by actively only following pictures of food and, you know, digital artists, it's been really easy for that to be pleasurable because I, I'm now more mature about social media. I just unfollowed oh, over a thousand people. Nice. Nice. It was See that like I don't awesome. want to take my time to unfollow because then it's gonna be like I'll just do it like as it comes up. So if I see a post that like upsets me, unfollow. But I'll never well, bash unfollow because it, it was, takes too long. It was like when we were in California and I was like really kind of went there to decompress and we were thinking if we were gonna live there or not. But like it was sort of an emotional detox for me, like getting out of the city after a while after leaving my job, like all this stuff. And I was like, just what I'm was just taking inventory of like my own mental health and wellness and like things that are, you know, are not good for me. And one of which is my Instagram and looking yeah. at it and having an endless scroll of these people that I don't know. And that trigger me in ways that I don't even think I realize. And so yeah, I was like, like let me, point? I was like, let me just go through. I was like, 
no, 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 no. I don't know you personally. No, no, no. Okay, cool. Maybe you, I, it was something you followed me. I followed you back. I don't even know, but I'm like, I'm only going to like what you're saying, Steve, when I go on, have things that uplift me. And as soon as, if there is something I have the choice to be like, I don't want to see that shit done. Yeah. And, uh, that's not all there is to life, but that is for so many people. Like that's what their socialization is. That's what their connection is, is Instagram is. I think that's a huge issue is that people forget that like Twitter is not real. But like, can you believe what they said on Twitter? It's like, I, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> like, I guess I can believe. It's not that hard to believe. It's, well, it's but been, I, I, And it's been exacerbated this year because of the limitations of socializing with people in real time. Yeah. So it's gotten like worse for people. I think that's a big part of why mental health has declined is being more online and not actually in the real world. And that's why, you know, one of the things that helped me so much this last year is like trying to get out in nature because I had more time, but like we went to upstate New York, yeah. like in the beginning of the pandemic, we went every month for like two days and it was like game changing. Like, Oh, the end of the month, we're going to go to the woods for two days. And yeah. it was like, awesome. I'll share this with you on Sunday. I have my first, uh, I bet you're familiar. I have my first Wim Hof class. I'm going on Sunday. So I'm doing my first, uh, ice dunk. That's sick. And, uh, but I know that that part of the Wim Hof, Hof method is like tuning in with like nature and stuff. And I think that's what has caused me to pull the trigger on the class, the class that I'm going to is like, that appeals to me now. Um, yeah. as I'm really excited for you. From, thank you. I'm very excited. I've been doing, uh, as, as recommended by my friend, who's like a teacher in it, uh, to finish my showers cold. And I did that. I had to ask him, I said, you know, what do I do? Because the only way I can get through it is if I scream. And he was like, well, that's scream. fine, but try to think of it in terms of breathing. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, so I did that last night. I didn't scream. I did breathe through it. But let me yeah. tell you, I'm so excited. And I, I hope this is something I can stick with. Yeah. Because looking into even the science behind it, there's a lot of really compelling, fascinating things that I think I could benefit from. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, trying to do the same thing, the cold shower, like I did it yesterday. But what my next goal is to not like be an asshole to myself before I do it. Because what I'll do is I'll be like, just get in there. You fucking pussy. Like, don't be a pussy. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's, how I motivate wait, myself. that's not, that's not healthy motivation, but it's getting me to do it. And I, I just think laugh, maybe it is healthy I'm laughing at myself that I'm like, but it's, you know what it is? It's this drive to like change. I'm like, you want to yeah. fucking change? Then do, do this the work. shit. Don't be a pussy. Do the hard shit. Get in the cold shower. It's not going to kill you. That's literally like, that's more of the voice and what it says to me. And then I'm like, and it's real. It's cold water. Like in, you know, you're yeah. not like, you're not yeah. like 200 years ago. This is, this is uh, what you bathed in. Shower. Yeah. yeah. You're not yeah, like falling, falling, you know, in through the ice and like, you know, drowning in ice water. Like this is not nothing yeah, you're See, getting I, don't, I don't understand what the problem is because i only take cold showers it's, uh... <laughs> that's because you have a cold soul my friend and that's because oh, yeah, my heart has been wrapped or are you always hot is that ice. why are you always like overheated yeah a little bit i sleep um like i sweat when i sleep so i like i have yeah. to like dude yeah, I, I sleep on top on top of the covers but then I'm... i get cold and i have to go back underneath them so like it's it's a it's a during the winters is the worst time to sleep because in the summer i'll just turn on the ac and just sleep you know, yeah, uh, like one tiny blanket. But the winter, I get, I get cold, then I get hot, then I get cold again, and it's like it's fucking unmiser. It's like very miserable. I need to get like cold activated sheets or something like that. Dude, I the same way. I run pretty hot, 
yeah. and I, I hear you. I sweat through my sleep most nights. Then Dan, I'm excited for you showers. to do the breathing. Matt, the breathing I actually, I did the, um, the Wim Hof, Hof breathing technique uh, during my lunch today because I wanted to do like a meditation session. And yeah. I started it by doing that. And it was, I felt, I felt legitimately high. It does. It makes you high as fuck and you actually feel kind of energized from it. And mm -hmm. but you also, for me, I'm still working on not feeling like I'm going to black out, but I think that yeah. is part of it that you feel like you're going to black out from it. I but definitely I'm, took a second before I stood up because I have never that, done like I a retreat, great. but I've done, I've seen a ton of YouTubes of people who do the retreats and I know the breathing is a big part of it. And like watching people do this like weird stuff during the breath work, like their hands start moving and they oh, don't yeah. know what's happening and shit, you know, like I'm, it's just a, it's cool. It's cool. I'm excited to learn more about it. Cause I really only know a little, I just know that my one friend, he's like two years into it and became an instructor and it changed his life. And um, he's also like suddenly just completely fucking shredded, which uh, I'm into that, uh, doing that for myself as well. But also I just, I like the idea of, there's something appealing to me about being able to look at like a, a you know, a horrifyingly cold ice bath and just being like, bring it on, let's go. Um, I, I like having that beast. And I feel like for a couple of years that beast has been dead. But as I've started to work out and, you know, try and take control of things like mental health and things like that over the last year or two, there's like little shades of that beast popping up. And whenever yeah. he shows up, I feel really happy. And, yeah. um, you know, and so I think this might be a way to kind of trigger more appearances from that beast. So Kevin human Hart beings, has a whole, God. No, to say human beings feel alive <laughs> when mm -hmm. they are yeah. faced with these kinds of challenges you're talking about. Like, jumping into an ice cold bath like that shit like enlivens you and yeah. um you know we lack a lot of resiliency in our culture and we don't take on a lot of hard we shit. gravitate yeah. to comfort yes and and comfort's good it's just i think we are all out of touch with how our potential for 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 being uncomfortable and being fine with it um we have like untapped potential there that we've kind of just as a species forgotten about as we've all grown more developed. Yeah. It yeah. grows your Kevin. spirit. I think that's why yeah. I've been attracted to like working out hard, mm -hmm. like do, you know, like sprinting, getting faster, like getting stronger. Can I lift that heavier weight? Like it builds your confidence and your spirit in a way of like, wait, I'm in control of my reality to a degree in certain aspects and the way that I treat my body and what I do with it. Now mm -hmm. I can't, I can't control the external things that happen. Like if an asteroid hits the planet, I can only control hey. my react my reactions. To I things. just got done stopping thinking yeah. about. Sorry, that. sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's always see, in the get background. The always asteroid. in the background. Yeah. See, for me, I've been training for a zombie apocalypse for like a decade. So oh, you got it. Oh, yeah. You know, I need to be Cardio. able to do, do a pull up. I need to be able to run at any given time. All those things. I mean, it's fun to think about sometimes when you're like, all right, I've got like you know uh, stamina. Always. Yeah. <laughs> but mental stamina, guys, is like. The oh, most key. important thing. That's well, the one thing. of the things when I reference like the beast that I want to awaken, because like you said, that weird motivation where you're like, dude, you know, I like when I don't want to work out, my internal monologue is just like, fine, if you want to be a little bitch about it. And then mm -hmm. I get motivated. And even though that works, I think you're right. And that's not necessarily healthy. But when like that beast that's in me is just like, we're going to work out, we're going to fucking do it. That motivates me all the same. But I feel like that's a much more healthier impulse of like, you know, let's power through this as opposed to fine. Don't do it. Be it, you know, if you want to suck, don't. I think, don't I think there's do a it. balance. There's a I balance. I think so too, yeah. Stephen. I think Probably. it comes from like 
are you shaming yourself into doing something or is it coming from a pure place of like, I want to take care of myself. I want to, I want to be the best I, I can that's... be. I want to be, I want to better myself because I see a lot of people who like exercise because they have so much shame and it's like, yeah. it's like the shame game where it's like, I feel like shit. And then I'm going to work out to like, you know, correct it. And it's like, but that it's never going to correct it. You know, it can't come from a place of like shame. For me, it's I will a little bit that... of both though, because it's like, I need, I need a little bit of negative reinforcement just to get my ass up. And then when I do, when I do my work or whatever, I will like kind of inward reflect again and be like, yeah, I'll talk to the other guy, so to speak, uh, and be like, yeah, you were right. You're right. Next time, you know, and then maybe next time, you know, I'll have that beast unlock and like, you know, be like, let's go yeah. do this for yeah. real. I always, always regret not working out. So there's like a shame there. I yeah. never regret working out and so it's like a conversation between those two end games at the beginning where it's like do i really want to feel like shit if i you know if i skip it so there is like do i will i do i really want to put up with the shame that i know i'll put myself through if i skip it or do i want to just power through how much it sucks to get started and realize that i did a good thing you know like those two sliding doors futures um but yeah, so there is a little bit of shame in there because I know the shame's coming. But at the same time, I've been more and more inclined to just do it because it's fun to do and you want to do it. Well, that's the thing that's most important is like, do you like it? Might not at first because anything that you're not good at or it's not or it's new, it's hard to get past that for a lot of people. It's just even like giving yourself the opportunity to suck at something or oh, like, yeah. you know, not. It yeah, I saw feel something. Good. I saw something on Instagram today that's where somebody said, um, don't let your don't compare your date one to someone else's day 200 or something like that that was my i, I can't remember who it was oh right yeah, no, I, it was I, me i know i know it the whole time that was the, oh i just posted um, a picture of mozzarella sticks well no because you know it applies for everything like don't compare your day one to somebody's like yeah day 200 or whatever because yeah it's really easy to fall into that trap and like not even like let yourself get started because you just get a voice in your head. That's just like, I'm going to, it's going to suck. I'm going to suck. Like I'm no good. It's like, yeah, you are going to suck. You're not going to be good at it. You know? And even with everything, everything I'm doing right now is new in a way because like podcast, well, that's not true. I had one couple of years ago, but like the kind of podcast I'm doing, or we're going to move, too, but it sucked. <laughs> and we're going to move. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know anyone. Like you know, that prevents people a lot of times when they're, they're afraid to move because they're afraid to leave comfort. They're afraid to leave people they know. And, um, starting like a new business for myself, which I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Like I'm just doing, and it's so easy to fall into the comparison trap where I look at other people who are maybe on a similar path to me, or I like idolize them or whatever. And then you can be like, Oh, well, why should I even bother? Like, I'm not as talented or like, I'm not as good as them. It's like, you got to catch yourself all the time. Yeah. They used to not be as good as them too. So, you know, and you're not, and nobody it. is the same. You're all, we're all, yeah. we're all like unique and different. And like this podcast is enjoyable and will resonate with someone. Another podcast is enjoyable, might resonate with somebody, you know, and that's what you just have to remind yourself. And at the end of the day, it can't be about like the end game of like, what's going to happen. Cause you don't oh, yeah. know. You just yeah. gotta like, if you like it, you're doing it. Like I love doing my podcast. Cause I literally just get to talk about the most weird woo woo shit, all the stuff that like interests me and, and talk to these people from all over the country that I would never got to talk before. And, um, there's no, I don't think about it like, Oh, I, I have to get a listenership, you know, 
Oh, and I no, think no, that's no. actually like yeah. really important though. I do I like looking at those stats, but that's because yeah. like I I'm I'm more like you said, like an analytical guy, just to see like what's working, what's not. But like yeah. at the end of the day, we made this podcast that Dan and I could tell jokes to each other and laugh about it. And that's still gonna be at like And socialize. You guys like get to hang out. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a social thing to do. Totally. When people do creative endeavors with the goal of making it, they never do. When people do creative endeavors with the goal of loving it, they sometimes make it. They sometimes to just generally be it. (laughs) What's up? Except for the Avengers movies. I don't I don't know if I get the I get the, the the reference. I've seen the Avengers. Those were not made because they, they wanted to produce a good movie. They wanted they wanted to, that's a cash machine. They just wanted to print money. I agree and disagree because I think that for the suits, yeah, that was just they want to print money. But I think yeah. that they assembled a team of people who did want to make a really good movie. I like what you did there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even mean to do that. Well, that's that's why I'm so I that's why formulas like annoy me. You know, yeah. like especially yeah, like the for quadratic like, formula. Fuck like, that. Like formulas for like how to make a podcast, how to have a YouTube, have a million yeah. subscribers, how to make six figures, how to make seven figures. I'm just like, I don't know. I they I'm just not attracted to the to those things. They turn me off a lot. Well, it's like yeah. you said about fitness. Everybody's different, and everybody's gonna get different results. And it's only gonna be what works for you. And you're gonna find that event. And the only way you can find that is the journey towards it. Yeah, experimentation. Yeah. If you follow a formula, you end up with something formulaic which sometimes yeah. works, but like, you know, like, like, like Raiders of the Lost Ark breaks every screenwriting rule that you could imagine. And it is one they of the best They didn't even write a screenplay. Made. That's how many rules they broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like the opening of that movie, any producer w- worth his salt would, would be like, you're going to take 20 minutes for like, no, we got to get the movie going. But no, Raiders was right to have a giant action scene at the outset that we don't know anybody in it. And it's it was like, an yeah, they went with young formula. Indiana Jones for people that don't know what it was. Yeah. The point just being like, you know, if they said, okay, let's follow the formula of what an action movie should be, you don't get Indiana Jones. Yeah. So you break that formula, get in the ice. Do Unfortunately, just a little formulaic in the fact that we are out of time. Oh. Um, so why don't we We're going to have to premiere the conspiracy theories plugs. thing next oh, week. Yeah. Conspiracy. I've got a good one. I'm so excited. You but... guys are doing conspiracy theories? What? Um, yeah, we're starting I a new bit. conspiracy theories because I don't, like, out of every thousand conspiracy theories, half of one turns out to be true in my research, but I love them. They're so funny and weird, and I have a crazy one about Subway. <laughs> and I cannot oh, wait to share it. shit. I'm going to have to tune in for that because I am a huge conspiracy theory fan. Just fun. Oh, it's right a fun on. rabbit hole to go down. Yes. I ha- that, there's a couple the of podcasts it's... that I listen to that are literally just about conspiracy theories. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I, I'm not there to find if they're true or not. I'm there because they're like some of the best storytelling I know of. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll get uh, into it next week. Yeah. But let's do plugs. I can't wait for that. You can tell by my voice, I really can't. Go ahead, Dan. You came up with the segment. It was your idea. I know, but the other segment was that I'm supposed to act unenthused about everything you say. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Like, like your plugs. Go ahead. Are oh, you I'm doing plug the plugs anchor. First? Yeah. No, we know we put that out in the beginning. I'm just laughing because we oh, use yeah. anchor, but like we were like debating whether or not we should do that ad, and when you do it, it makes me laugh. Oh, thank you. We gotta change it. It's been it's been stale. But. Julia, tell us about your podcast. Tell everyone where they can find it and all that jazz. Well, anchor. <laughs> um, 
So I have a podcast called The Woo Cast, and it is about exploring all things weird and woo-woo, anything from mysticism to paranormal to um, conspiracy theories to energy healing, like anything that is just out of the realm of what you think your reality is. So I have a lot of amazing guests on who from all over the country that I've been able to connect with. And um, aside from that, I do transformational coaching and that is supporting anybody with their health and their wellness. I was a, and still am a trainer for the last 15 years and a nutritionist. And now I really am working more on mindset coaching with people and uh, doing more woo woo energy work and like getting, we're going deep. We go deep into the subconscious and like how to really like get out of your own way. Cause it's not just working out. It's not just eating. Those are amazing gateways. And I, I start there with people, but if you have a limiting belief that you're a piece of shit, like no amount of exercise, no amount of healthy eating is going to really like support you and like living a thriving, healthy life. So that's what I'm doing. Right on. So if you're a piece of shit and you want to turn it around. (laughs) If that's what you think, but you're not, we are beautiful. We're all amazing. And um, it's just, yeah. So, and you can find me on Instagram at Juliet underscore root. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, you can find our show at hot property pod on Instagram, Twitter, Uh, Make sure you guys like and subscribe. You can check out my other show, I Like to Movie Movie. As part of the Movie John Network, you can get it at moviejohn.com or check out I Like to Movie with the numeric two. Uh, And I am at Dan Scully on all of the things. If you want to find that, check out uh, findy.com, moviejohn.com, and check out Dumpster Fires for You. Uh, My better half is upcycling old items into fresh new soy candles, and they are awesome. I have one that I'm working with right here. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that out and uh, keep my house smelling like a candle factory because that is quite nice. Uh, Follow my dog at BB8 underscore the Corgi. Uh, That's been Hot Property. And as always, (laughs) it's got to be good. good. And it's got to be live. live. (laughs) We kind of nailed that one. Looking like she has no idea what the hell. (laughs) 